0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm Rechna, and this is Hall of Shame.
1: Today... I have a story about running, marathon running. Oh, have you ever gotten into running before?
0: I I had to like always run for sports. Yeah. Not to brag, but I played sports <laughs> in high school and even not one like sport brag, in college. But... So mm. Okay, I played college sports too. You did. What did you play? I played field hockey in college. Oh, okay. I played volleyball. Oh,
1: look at us. Look at us. It's totally a sports <laughs> podcast and we also play, are athletes. We partake. No, we're not. The
0: longest I've ever run is seven miles. That's pretty far. Yeah, and I used to. So I went to Wellesley, mm-hmm. and the, it's the halfway point of the Boston Marathon. Right, and so every and so like so many people run it or run a half half of it, mm-hmm. and I every year be like, yeah, I'm gonna do it this year, and then like was like, you I'm gonna cheer. Said I'm gonna
1: <laughs> run the Boston Marathon. I have to like
0: train. I know. <laughs> Listen, I was like, I'm in shape. I'm an athlete. Yeah.
1: The one time (laughs) I went to go and watch a race, my girlfriend was running in in this race and I misunderstood the times for, like, when I had to be where, and I made her a sign, and I, like, stayed up late, like, putting fucking pom-poms on it, (laughs) I, like, slept in, and I was like, oh, I'll just, like, cruise over there, I'll grab a coffee, and then she sends me a picture at the finish line, like, soaked in sweat, and she's like, where are you? Oh, my God, I didn't (laughs) see you on the way, and I was like, Fuck. Like, still on the so, couch, sitting with my <laughs> pom pom board. So, it sounds like you and I are good about running.
0: We get it, we understand it. We're both we like pros. On.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, now for the story. Um, so you mentioned the Boston Marathon, which is perfect because today's mm. story, is, the Boston Marathon, it's a really big deal in running. Yes. Okay? It's like one of the big kahunas. Sure. It's actually the world's oldest annual marathon and one of the world's best known running events. Mm-hmm. It is one of six world marathon majors. World. So this is a big one. Yeah. So it's April 21st, nineteen eighty. Mm -hmm. Let me me set the scene for you. Everyone's fucking amped for the Boston Marathon this year. Oh, yeah. If you've ever been to a marathon, (laughs) both of us have skipped out. (laughs) But you know the energy is electric. Yes. Okay? It's wild. There are people with signs cheering on their friends. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) The atmosphere is crazy. Everyone but Rachel. Some of these people have trained years, their entire lives for Boston Marathon. People are crying. Like, it's an emotional thing. So, I want you to envision the finish line. Right. Maybe even be playing that song in your head. that Yeah. Dun. Dun, dun, dun. Chica, chica, chica. Am I picturing everything in slow motion? You're picturing everything in okay. slow motion and just picture a bunch of dudes. Got just you. like a bunch of dudes running in slow motion sure. crossing that finish line. Then all of a sudden, this woman comes barreling through out of nowhere and emerges as the first woman to finish the Boston Marathon that year. She's just book in it crosses the finish line amazing and she was dramatic about it let me tell you <laughs> she's falling into people's arms she looks absolutely exhausted she's like oh my god carry me carry me <laughs> i love it but she only has like a cute like a cute little sweat stain that's like how I'm going to describe <laughs> it cuz it was very petite okay And small <laughs> for someone who just ran a fucking marathon just an
0: adorable like tiny sweat like a jazzer size sweat stain you know what i'm saying <laughs> Jazzer size she was she was dying. Okay. Uh she was the The th- sweat stain did not match it just didn't what she was like hold
1: up. showing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but she was the third fastest female to ever finish the Boston Marathon with a time of 2:31. That's that's wow. under a 6 minute mile. That's crazy. Which I cannot do. <laughs> if my life Maybe like
0: one time I ran a mile like around 6 minutes and I was like I'm a hero. That's
1: insane. You got around but 6 minutes. But one mile. Maybe, <laughs> one time. Yeah, maybe I've been like around
0: 8 I mean, girl, that's still impressive. Yeah.
1: Okay, so, anyways, that's insane. Okay, her time is insane. People immediately were like, who is this bitch? Her <laughs> sure. name is Rosie Ruiz. So, Kathy Switzer. She was the first woman to officially compete in the Boston Marathon. You you could are probably familiar with this photo of her running and all these men are trying to oh, stop yeah. her. It's a very mm-hmm, famous mm-hmm. photo. So Kathy was doing commentary that day on camera and had an interview with Rosie right after. And she was like pretty perplexed because Kathy had never even heard of Rosie before. And right. she knew her stuff. So she was like... Who are you? Where did you come from? Right. How did you get such an incredible time? Do you, do you attribute it to, to co- great coaches, running intervals? And we actually have an audio clip from that moment. So okay. just listen. Rosie, what kind, of, um, what kind of training have you been doing? You say 65 to 70 miles a week. Have you been doing a lot of heavy intervals? Um, someone else asked me that, and I'm not sure what intervals are. <laughs> what are they? So our girl has no idea what intervals are, which you would think... <laughs> a runner would sure. be a little familes with at this point <laughs> sure. if you're running in a marathon. Like so, we
0: have established we're not runners and yeah. we both know what we intervals know. are.
1: Yeah, I know I don't want to do them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so the media, they seem Jesus. skeptical. Okay. And there was some talk about her body not fitting the stereotype for a runner, which is gross. But yeah, sure. She was like a little bit thicker, if you will. Got and, it. It didn't, um, it didn't
0: like look like what an average marathon compared to all the sweat. other
1: women who were behind her. It just didn't really match it up. It didn't fit. And again, the sweat. Sure. So I read an ESPN.com And back in 1980 they didn't give a fuck about timeout bodies. So <laughs> no. They were no, yeah, yeah. yeah. probably brutal about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I read an article on ESPN that said Ruiz ran across the line with an unfit body and a perspirationless skin. <laughs> okay. First off, that's a terribly written sentence. If someone wrote that about you, would you be skin? like
0: I'm done? Survival, <laughs> <Goodbye world.
1: laughs> unfit body, and perspirationless skin. Which is I mean, a, perspirationless skin might be nice, I'd or does be like, that being like not glowing
0: even a little bit? Oh,
1: uh, okay. Okay. So a reporter asked why she wasn't that tired afterwards. Besides, like the dramatic, like sure. oh. But then she got up and she was like doing all these interviews. and yeah. She's like, hey, I won. So Rosie said she just like got up with a ton of energy that day. She's like, I don't know what's going on. This is amazing. I feel great. <laughs> so you know how
0: marathon
1: runners do. <laughs> yeah. I can run another one. Yeah. Let's do it. So all these red flags are going up. People are starting to ask questions. Who is Rosie Ruiz? What is going on? So let's let's see if I can give you a little background on who this woman was before we go any further. So born in Havana, Cuba – in 1953, and this was right when the Cuban Revolution was happening. So Fidel Castro was taking over. He was going up against the dictator of Cuba. It lasted five years. Things aren't great in sure. Cuba. Things are are, are dicey. So um, Rosie told reporters later on in life that her parents were afraid of the political situation. So they sent her and her brother to Florida to okay. live with her aunts and uncles and cousins. Gotcha. Um, when they fled, it was right around the time U.S. was breaking ties with Cuba. So Got it's it. like— I can send my kids, but I cannot go. So they separated from their parents at a super young age. So she immigrated to Memphis, Florida when she was eight years old with her brother. She was separated from her mother in the process and had to live with her aunts, uncles and cousins, which is rough. I can't imagine. So she went to school in Florida. So she starts like trying to live a normal life again, going back to normal. Uh, And then she went to college in Nebraska. She graduated with a degree in music in 1977. I'm not reading anything about running here. (laughs) Okay? And all the things I'm reading. No, 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 no. So, again, a lot of it is, like, word of mouth. Like, when she's, like, being interviewed by reporters later on in life, she's just, like, kind of able to tell her story the way that she wants to tell it. So here are some things that she let reporters know. She had been a runner in high school. Okay. She underwent two successful brain surgeries in Florida in the 70s to remove a benign tumor and to insert a plate into her skull. Okay. Just like casual. Oh, by the way, did you know? (laughs) So then she moved to New York City in the late 70s. And in 1979, she qualified for the New York City Marathon. Okay. Which, as far as I'm concerned, is the first race our girl has ever part took okay. in. Okay. <laughs> How did she qualify considering she had never run a race uh-huh. before? Well, let me tell you. Okay. Apparently, her application for the New York City Marathon arrived after the cutoff date for the race. She was she was late. But she received special treatment from the New York Roadrunners, which is like a nonprofit to help to start the marathons, because uh, she told everyone she was dying of brain cancer. Wow! So she's had tumors. <laughs> she's got a metal plate in her skull, right. and now she's dying of brain cancer. I'm starting to think this is an unreliable narrator. Well. <laughs> okay. She did the New York City Marathon in October of 1979, okay. and finished with a time of 2:56. So she finished 23rd amongst women. So the qualification time for Boston is three hours and 30 minutes. Okay. So she was in. She's in. She, this girl was golden. It's like wow. You yeah. Know, rim for you, <laughs> <laughs> So, flash forward to her win in Boston. Everyone's starting to get pretty suspicious of how this woman came out of nowhere in the running world, a little like we are right now. Uh-huh. Six months later, she improves her time by 25 minutes and places first in the Boston Marathon. Crazy. Which is, you know, I'm not a runner, but I did I did some research. Sure. It's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Nobody does that. People maybe shave like a couple of minutes off sure. like within six months. Right. But you're not shaving off twenty five minutes, that's almost a half hour. That's crazy, which is insane. So <laughs> let's keep going. So within hours of her crossing the finish line in Boston, they were already looking into it okay. because they were like, this is a little too shady. <laughs> they looked through the footage. they looked through photos. Mm-hmm. but there were, but there was never any confirmation that she had hit any of the checkpoints. People were like, I We don't see her. So, Rosie claims it was because of her short hair. People thought that she was a boy. I don't know. (laughs) There was somebody that saw Rosie that day. Okay. It was a pair of Harvard students who Mm. said they saw her jumping out of the crowd about a mile from the finish line. (laughs) Rosie!
0: (laughs) They caught you! Please wear a disguise. And girl, don't do it by Harvard. Oh. Those people have like big brains. They're like smart and whatever. They'll remember. <laughs> Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: So while all this shit is going down... Right. Everyone's like, oh, we caught her red handed. She was cheating. The New York City Marathon is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't this the same Rosie that came in 23rd in our motherfucker race? Right. <laughs> so they looked into this as well. Ah. And they didn't have any evidence of Rosie at any checkpoints. They looked through mm. 10,000 photographs just taken in like the last mile. Nothing and a woman came forward. So this is obviously like heavily yeah, publicized right. on TV on the radio. People are talking about this. A woman came forward saying she had ridden the subway. <laughs> <laughs> she had ridden the subway with Rosie during the New York City race. <laughs> so Rosie told her, this woman, that she had hurt her ankle and wanted to go watch the end of the race cuz she was wearing like a bib and stuff. Right. So someone was like, "Aren't you supposed to be racing?" <laughs> <What's> <laughs> happening? She's like, "I'm just going for a cruise." <laughs> So she does the same thing, pops out of the subway onto the course, and finishes Pops out of the, the subway. Race. Dude, apparently she <laughs> rode the subway for 16 miles. <laughs> Where are you coming from? Where are you? What? Where did you start? I don't know. <laughs> In Pennsylvania. So New York City was like, uh-uh. Yeah. Stripped her of her time. Sure, fair. Four days later, Boston was like, uh-uh, stripping you of your medal. Sure. Uh, She refused to give up the medal by the way Which I kind (laughs) of respect I don't know (laughs) I mean A new one had to be made
0: (laughs) It also sucks for like the person who came in second Because they Even though they like subsequently get a medal They didn't get that moment 1000% And now they're going to be like
1: embroiled In all of this controversy And it's like They're like an asterisk There's probably still like Rosie Uh, lifers That still uh, think that she won Sure
0: Conspiracy theories
1: So Rosie lost her Mind She straight up (laughs) lost her mind afterwards. I'm not even talking about before. So she spoke to media. She cried a ton. And you know what? I'll give her some credit here. She never gave up the fact that she (laughs) ran that race and won. Wow, she like doubled down. Girl was consistent, okay? (laughs) So listen to this. Is it possible,
0: Rosie, that... You even doubt now that whether you ran the race or not? No, there's no doubt in my mind. I know what I did and 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 I will prove it again in
1: the future. So, she pulled the woman card, right? She said, "Hopefully this will have men in the media start to take women in racing seriously. It's bullshit. I won this race. I got to enjoy it for a minute before people started calling me a liar." Ugh. Which is frustrating because it's, it's like you can't pull this card and not Mean it. Pull the card when it's valid because it's valid a lot. Yeah, but then when you when you pull it when it's not valid, it, it makes all, all the, of us look like
0: shit, and it gives all those fucking assholes fodder to be like, see, yeah, this is why we don't
1: believe it. Women are the worst. <laughs> Women are the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacqueline Garreau from Canada was the one true winner. She was the one that participated in the Love full. It. Race. Jacqueline, this is
0: your day. Jacqueline, we're your giving moment.
1: you your moment. Can we play the Canadian National Anthem, maybe? Oh, Canada. Oh, boy. Um, So the Boston Marathon... Kudos to them. They actually offered Rosie a chance to run again sure. the next year. They were sure. like, you know what? Maybe this is all yeah. just one big, giant misunderstanding. And our bad if it is. Our bad if it is. We will give you the – you can run again, and then Show we'll us, drop everything. Prove if you, us wrong, girl. Exactly. Yeah. And she was like, I'm busy. <laughs> She's I like,
0: I have um, my, my cousins. Yeah. Oh, I have this like birthday party thing. Thing. It's. <laughs> I don't – yeah. So. I have a cheese
1: night but <laughs> I just like, can't miss. I missed the last two.
0: My book club and like, – like, I actually read the book this time.
1: (laughs) It's like, I feel like this is my moment.
0: And it's like, nobody believes you read the book, Rosie. Nobody believes you.
1: (laughs) So after that, things were like, all right, this this chick is full of it. Let's just like drop this and move on. Uh. So things kind of dropped off after that. Later in her life, Ruiz was actually arrested in New York for allegedly stealing $60,000 in cash and checks from her employer in 1982. So this was two years after the Boston Marathon stuff was going (sighs) down. So things are just like not getting better for this woman. Right. She's kind of rolling down a hill. Yeah. Uh, And then things are getting worse. She was sentenced to three years of probation in 1985, a couple years after that, For cocaine trafficking. She tried to sell coke to an undercover cop. Ugh. Yeah. So this girl's like been put through the ringer and then she's just like having a really hard time coming She's just making bad choice after bad choice. Yeah. So things got bad after that. Mm. A couple years later, she really started to fall apart. So as of 2000, she still maintains that she ran the entire 1980 Boston Marathon and she won. However, an acquaintance, you notice in all of these videos that you're watching, all of these interviews that she's doing with Uh media, there's one one guy standing behind her. And it's the same guy every single time. And his name is Steve Merrick. Okay. And he believed her. He's like, you know what? Rosie's my friend. I'm going to back her until the end. So he came out in 2000 and said that she admitted to him a few months after the race that she had cheated. Recalling that she jumped out of the crowd, not knowing that the first woman had gone by yet. Oh, believe me, she was as shocked as anyone when she came in first.
0: So she was intending to come in like twelfth or whatever. (laughs) So
1: here's here's what some people think happened. She just wanted to participate in the New York City Marathon. Okay. She just wanted that ribbon. She said she wanted to say, "I did this." Sure. And she came in like twenty third. Right, and, and she got that cutoff time so she But qualified. because of her qualification right. time, then she qualified it for the Boston Marathon. So she didn't do the
0: math to like make sure that it was she just a one. Well, and just done. like just
1: take a peek down yeah. the lane, see if there's any women. So she did the exact same thing in Boston. She's like, "Ooh, now I get to run in another marathon. Do this. I'll do the same thing." And then she like accidentally came in first place, and then she's <laughs> got to put up with this like massive lie. Because
0: the T is faster, maybe, than the New York subway. <laughs> so she <laughs> didn't account for
1: that or something. I don't know. But <laughs> so Rosie died this past year oh, on July okay. 8th, 2019 in Florida. She actually, like, had changed her name and everything. Wow. and She kind of wanted to probably get away from Oh, absolutely. She moved back to Florida. Right. Like, she was like, I'm getting away from this stuff. So in her obituary I read, and obviously no mention of, like, any of this drama in sure. her life. Uh, She read, she would always want you to remember to celebrate life because tomorrow is never promised. So let's break this down real quick. Rosie had some intense trauma in her life when she was like eight years old and probably younger than that just because Cuba was like a mess. Mm -hmm. And then we have no idea what her history with mental illness is like if she has one. We don't know what's going on there. And what we do know is that she's a little bit of an unreliable narrator. So some of these stories were, you know, we're going to have like question marks beside them because we don't know what's true and what's false. Right. But what I think I know is that everything kind of keeps on pointing back to like her when she was young and just like wanting to fit in and wanting to be a part of something. And like probably just like wanting to be like normal life in Florida. And that's where I kind of start to like feel for her. Totally. Mm -hmm. And you're just
0: like, it's like you get it. Like she want to be part of something bigger and, and whatever... From her childhood, she brought to that. But she, like, went about it, obviously, and like... She made some mistakes. Not the best way. She definitely way. Yeah, made she some poor decisions. Yeah, she made some bad choices. Yeah. But, yeah, you gotta have empathy. So, a quick rerun. Mm. This woman ran a marathon in New York, in quotes, because she took the subway. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Then qualified for another marathon that she also didn't run in, but came in first. <laughs> And then when it was very clear, like, she didn't even know what an interval was. It was very clear this woman did not run. Yeah. Perpetuated that lie for the rest of her life. Consistency. Yeah.
1: There's something to that. (laughs) That's the theme here. That's our girl, Rosie Ruiz. Uh, So we'll be back next week with, I'm sure, an even crazier story. Wait. All of Shame is a product of Crooked Media. This show is produced by Caroline Rustin and Allison Paul
0: Our executive producers are Sarah Geismer and Stephen Hoffman. Engineering and sound design by Charlotte Landis.
1: Thank you to our video and digital team, Matt DeGroot and Elijah Cohn, and to Sydney Rapp and Brian Semo for production support every week.
0: Life is a highway.